Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, and this one is our first podcast. So it'll be a bit like how it all began, how we started Paulas. So it started as a zine in 2012. Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about the theme so far of the zine and how we got where we are today making a podcast oh what you drinking there lass hey it's a lovely cup of yorkshire tea oh yorkshire tea eh like tea used to be (laughs) (laughs) so that was um a little advert from our sponsors obviously it wasn't we want, We haven't got any sponsors yet. <laughs> Soon to be sponsors. We'd like to think that someone from Yorkshire Tea would listen to such a podcast and give us a sweet ten year supply of tea, but we can we can hope. <laughs> we can but dream. <laughs> we can but hope and dream, yeah. So yeah, this is our first podcast. We're just sat here drinking Yorkshire tea. Yorkshire tea. Very, very good Yorkshire tea. Thank um, you very much. Maybe we should start with a little intro of ourselves, of people that don't know who we are. I'm going to do a little AFL, that's age, favourite thing, location. (laughs) Shall I start? Yes. Uh, I'm Selena, I'm age 33, yep. My favourite things are crisps, dancing and colour coordinating outfits. And my location is currently not Manchester, but that's where I I am located. Manchester. (laughs) AFL. (laughs) <laughs> yes, AFL. So I'm M. My favourite things are cats, the colour purple, um, tat, and uh, what do I even like? That's pretty much <laughs> it. Like That ticks the box, right? Yeah, like, I was going to say that seaside, but not like, what do they call it? Like tropical theme. Yeah, tropical tat. Fizzy pop. Yeah. And... Uh, Stationary. Stationary. We could be here all day because I like a lot of things and we'd just be listing all the things that we like. Yeah, we could do a podcast about just things that we like. Uh, do you know, <laughs> actually, if, if I said um, I'd say cats, purple, aliens. That'll do. That'll do nice, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. My location is Rotherham, but um, I don't want to pledge allegiance to Rotherham. I am from Donny. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sort of sacrilege, really, but I do live in Rotherham. So there we have it. <laughs> South Yorkshire, massive. South Yorks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, as you said before, we started the zine in 2012, which yes. is five years ago. Is that what year we're in? Yeah. Oh, it goes by so fast. I know. Um, can you remember at the point when we were like, let's make a zine? Well, I think we talked about making a zine for probably about three years before we actually did it, to be fair. <laughs> That's me of any zine. We probably <laughs> sat in the corner of many a... DIY space chatting about how there's no working class representation in DIY culture. It's <laughs> like, I'll make a scene about it. That's my answer to everything. I'll make a scene about it. <laughs> true, true. So, between us, I guess, so what, whenever we've talked about this, we have sort of said it kind of came from Ladyfest. Sorry, Ladyfest, you had a lot of good things, but you also had a lot of naughty things about you as well. So, yeah, yours was first, right? Yours was. Yeah, I Brighton. think I was in Ladyfest Brighton. So Lady Festies was like a festival over a couple of days, like music, stalls, um, workshops. And it was at a workshop that was about race, I think. But the main thing was somebody said in the workshop, we're all 
educated here and I was like well I'm not and I think someone made a point about all being middle class and then there was a whole section where people were trying to take feminism to the working classes and I was like nah had enough had enough not about (laughs) this not for me so pretty much the exact same thing happened to me as well at um, a lady fest in London where we was all sitting around I think it was called like a long table discussion or something like that something like a bit conferency speak um, and I, it was in like a conferency sort of place and um, it had like etiquette that no well I didn't have a clue what it was actually supposed to be about do you know like when people say oh it's one of them things and you're like mm, well uh, yeah not really what does that actually mean <laughs> so it was something where like everybody sat in the middle if you wanted to talk and then everybody sat around the edges if you didn't but then you could get up and go and sit on the table if you wanted to talk which is a bit weird and I may be remembering it a bit wrong but anyway probably like a long table discussion or something anyway so we're all like sat around and they started talking about how um, there's not really many working class people in uh, like right girl or feminism and the way to like improve that is for them to like go out into communities and recruit people which basically just filled me with complete rage and Yeah, it was like some sort of like pretty woman style story where (laughs) like everybody gets in a double decker bus and goes down the estate like, hiya ladies, we're going to save you from all your problems. (laughs) Because I always say, I'm like, working class people, they think they've not got feminism. Like That's because they're living it. They haven't got time to read the books. They don't don't sit around talking about it. They're living it. They're not going to read the bell jar at a... Like, (laughs) down the community centre together and and break it. Oh, no, they're too busy just doing it just actually being amazing so yeah so that was a bit weird so i think that's that's kind of we both shared that story with each other and decided that actually we needed to do something where real actual working class people could just speak and actually talk about their experiences rather than just other people assume what they might think and how they don't have feminism (laughs) and how they need to go in and show them how feminism works um yeah because i think obviously we've both made zines before so that was just the natural, like, progression. Like, that was like, oh, we should make a zine. Yeah, and also... I think it's like, usually how I do anything. I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, and I think as well, like, if we think about DIY, it is, like, it is accessible for working class people, more so than, say, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not 30s, forgive. So, it's... I think anybody can cut and stick, anybody can write letters and you know there's all these things that to us it felt like something that that we could make and that other people would get on board with and not feel like they couldn't be a part of it or they felt like they couldn't identify with it. I think for me as well I just realised that when we started was kind of like the peak of working class culture being something to laugh at like there's the whole benefit street jeremy kyle people there was loads of articles like guardian style articles written by like middle class liberals talking Mm. about working class people and i think we were like why is there no working class people talking about working class people so i think maybe that's why we did a zine as well yeah probably yeah it was definitely a very negative time yeah. um, for the representation of the working classes, for sure. And I think it's that thing where you're in these kind of woke, radical spaces, but yet class <laughs> is still something that people either dismiss, say doesn't exist anymore, or don't address because they assume that everybody else is middle class. Yeah, and well, that's definitely what happened with 
both of the Ladyfest situations with the two of us on it. Like, you're just assuming that the people that come to Ladyfest are middle class. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. It's that, yeah, that is a thing. So, and I feel like as feminism got popular again, I'm using air quotes because it does, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Tumblr and then, yeah. and I feel like it gets more middle class. I don't know why. I did have a theory about this. I've forgotten it. Maybe we'll explore that in uh, episode two. <laughs> Future episode. Um, yeah. So we decided to make a zine. Yeah, and the whole thing was that it was going to be um, a collective zine. So it would be... Obviously, we would No, share... I think we started it just me and you. Oh, did we? we to... Yeah, because I, I saw my first piece <laughs> I wrote. And it was a bit... I read it. It's like a bit blah. It's like, oh. I think it might have been a bit woe is me. And I think me and you were just going to write our stories. But then that kind of didn't happen and then we were like maybe we get other people to write yeah it was a well. way better idea <laughs> <laughs> much better idea yeah, than just so like me and you that. going right so this is how it is yeah <laughs> I mean it would have been great but, but yeah maybe not quite as good it took as it us would. a while once we said we were gonna do it to do it yeah to actually get it going and I think because when we did decide to do a collective zine they do take a long time you know because you, everybody has lives and everybody's got priorities and you know, and we also really want to make sure that the people that do contribute don't feel rushed and not just, I don't know, just, it's got to be good. We want to wait for people to really put the best work down, yeah. you know, we don't, yeah, we don't just want to go, oh, right, we've got 10 people who've replied now, so we're just going to put them in. And like, also, it's probably worth bringing up the amount of utter shit <laughs> that people were trying to submit to Paul Oh, yeah. Um, such as like, probably the best one, in my opinion, was... There was a guy who wrote some poetry about how um, it was obviously... Was it not a full-on story? Maybe, yeah. It was like... So it was fiction, obviously, and the guy was... <coughs> first, first yeah. error. The, the guy was not working class either, so... <coughs> Second error. Double no. He um, wrote this story about, like, being a baby but being high on heroin and, like this horrible kind of pantomime version of working class I just life. remember one line where it's like the mother was on the step and I could just picture like this like <laughs> heroin addict baby feeding off his mother's breast. It was like, dude, you have got no idea. <laughs> on a idea. dirty staircase. <laughs> You've never been a part of that life. You've got no idea and you are not the voice of that situation whatsoever. <laughs> so no, you're not getting in poor lass. So, did you have any particular favourites along there? Was that was that I the collective favourite? I think that, favorite? that one. It's just so many people being like, I'm not sure if I'm working class. I'm like, well, straight away, no. Well, yeah. I, think <laughs> I know it is like a thing that you're like, well, I grew up like that. But then also like, my grandparents were working class. I'm like, yeah, but... That don't make you working yeah, class, mate. It's like, what are your stories? I think we probably have more people say... I'm not sure if I am working class, but then we do people actually saying, I really want to work, like, right for this, I am working class, to be fair. So that's kind of weird, and I don't think either of us expected that, did we? No. I don't, maybe because as it got bigger, bigger, but then more people wanted to write, but in a weird way, like, people were writing as, like, to go on their CV for, like, uni, I think. They would be like, I've yeah, been in a written yeah. public. And like, have you literally seen how we make it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> cut and paste. <laughs> Proper. Yeah. I, I think it, before we talk about the themes of each issue, what about the name? Oh, yeah, that took a while as well, didn't it? Yeah, and I know some people go like, oh, why did you call it Paul? I said, if it's not just 
for women or female identified people? Do you know, I, re- I remember one of the main reasons was we called it poor lass because we're both northern, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I said, I'm like, because it's like, hey up lass, yeah. you're right lass. Poor lass. And like, the thing as well of when you talk about someone being, like, using the, the phrase poor, like, oh, poor, yeah, whatever. So I was like, like oh, I feel it, sorry for them. Yeah, feeling sorry for them. And we wanted to turn that round, didn't we, as well? So that's kind of where it come from. Yeah. But then, I guess, almost straight afterwards, we realised we did use gender terms. Yeah. And that wasn't ideal at all. And we don't want to kind of discourage anybody um, from writing for it. Really. No. So we made it open to all genders. Yeah. Because I think maybe as well, partly, is a bit like you don't hear many female working class voices but that wasn't it was just literally a play on yeah it, it worked like didn't it? slang <laughs> local dialect yeah yeah and i think as well like if we talk about um the representation of the working class as full stop there's a lot of positive male working class coverage like yeah. for example you know the gallagher's or like um give me some Peter more people Kay. yeah like celebrated guys. To riches yeah yeah and it's like it's you know, it's cute and funny and non-threatening, but, like, when... Well, Kerry Katona. Yeah, when it's female, <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. it's always negative. You know, it's always someone's rough or, like, a bad mother or whatever. You know, I think that was a big part of it as well. Yeah. You don't have that many positive working-class women, like... And if it know. puts off some kind of middle-class man trying to write for the zine instantly, then I'm happy with That's that. That's fine, it works. <laughs> We've done our job. So <laughs> Just going to... Uh, Take a tic-tac break, there was. <laughs> Stop trying to get all this sponsorship, Em. Yeah, tic-tacs. If you want to um, send us a year's worth of supply, yeah, cool. Have fun. I'm going to get on the Seabrooks. I was born in Bradford. Seabrook crisps, come on. <laughs> um, so, the first issue. I can't remember how we decided the theme. Did we ask people? Or did we? I think we did. Did we discuss it and then go, that'd be a good theme? I can't remember. So long ago. It actually does feel a million years ago. And... The cover was so good as well. So probably worth noting, if you go on the website, you can get all of the poor last scenes for free as PDF, so you can read them all online, um, which might give you a bit of a good start before you start. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know these. what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that might be a good start. But the first um, issue, was it the work issue? Yeah, that was issue one. Yeah, and I think I remember at the time actually talking a lot about how people... Um, completely just get it wrong of what's a good job to working class people yeah like i've heard a lot of people say things like compare you know having a shit job to be a cleaner and i'm like do you realize that cleaning is like decent hours a lot of the time it works around school time nursery it pays better than a lot of other like jobs that people have and when i was a kid my friends mums it was always mums who cleaned were like decent they had more stuff. Their mums were like way happier. They're going they had... all day to Spain. Yeah, like, <laughs> they did well. Like cleaning is not a shit job. Like it really pisses me off when people would go, "Oh, like oh, I'll be a cleaner." Like no, dude, cleaning. Yeah, season. it's even the same that I because I work in retail and that's like that's a shit job. That's <laughs> stupid people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I definitely remember that at the time. We wanted to actually say like, what's the deal? What what is a, what's it like to be working class and have a job? Or yeah. not have a job? Yeah. You know, it's about working whatever way, Because yeah, I think we got some um, some submissions that were like, people who don't work, people that have worked hard to 
work their way up and people that yeah yeah for whatever reason why they do and don't work yeah and parents and how parenthood is totally a job and you know just like i think actually have a dialogue from real working class people about what work means to them yeah you know and it not be a negative thing because realistically if you were going to see anything in i don't know like mainstream press coverage it's going to be about how people are lazy and don't work <laughs> or they're like on benefits which yeah. is such a negative thing yeah but i'm yeah. like anyone who's got a kid is on benefits <laughs> yeah don't, don't they all get child? Like, yeah i was like oh it's like oh yeah and even like oh well why don't you work if you've got a child because actually paying for childcare, i'd just be working to pay for childcare. so i'm like, i'd rather spend that yeah. with my child working tax credits is decent too right yeah so you know i think that was definitely a thing, and it, it was a good start, I reckon, that. Yeah, to I show think it was a good intro work. Mm. And a cool cover by Nikki as well. Yeah, What's ne- what was next up? Neighbourhood and Community. That was a good one as well. Yeah, that was a really good <laughs> that one. That was a good one. Did we do well? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be real, right? We pretty much wrote, like, two pages each, and everybody else wrote it, so please don't think we <laughs> yeah, just we're just sat here, like, <laughs> giving it the big and Like, we... It's, I'm really proud of Paul Ass, to be fair. Yeah, I didn't think it would go as far as it did. I thought we'd no. do like one or two issues. I think it's mint, and it's for us as well. What's really exciting is when we start getting submissions in and we get to read them. I mean, yeah, we, we get the silly ones, and we, we did start this off being a bit neg, saying that annoying people usually apply to write for it. But when we get the good ones, it's amazing, and we proper buzz off it and we'll send them to each other. And I think that's, that's something that's been really good about Paul Ass and knowing that. People can share their story. Um, and also, I think we'd agree on collectively, the best thing about Paul Lass is that we encourage people to write how they speak. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if you've written for The Guardian. It doesn't matter if you're doing a, an MA study on oh, culture or whatever. <laughs> I'm an academic with this this paper that I've done. Yeah. Or if you've literally just sent text to your, to your mum. <laughs> yeah. So we like when people use like local dialogue. So... There's like, you can tell where people are from in a load of the pieces yeah. and we really like that. So that was cool. Um, but then also, so shout out to the person on Twitter that asked us this question, is what what is sort of like the difference of zines and podcasts and like pros and cons, like why we've chosen to do this? We just sort of talked about this before we started recording, but this is really cool to be able to have people be heard in their actual voice because we know that it will put people off to write you know and we've heard people say they they wanted to write but they didn't really feel comfortable yeah but who don't love a chat (laughs) (laughs) everyone loves a chat everyone loves a chat (laughs) so you know in the future when it's not all just going to be us like the future episodes will have real people people. talking yeah (laughs) like all the people and interviews and stuff and that's really cool so you get to hear their real voices and their real accents and the silly words that they use from their part of the world which Even, is yeah, always weird shit it's that like when say. you see someone on telly that's the same as you and you're like oh someone on telly can be like me yeah exactly yeah someone can sound like me yeah and it's it's definitely about visibility into it and representation and it being a positive representation overall yeah and i think i was just thinking then about I think it was in the neighbourhood and community issue where I... Well, I obviously knew the whole point was that we wanted to showcase that not all working class lives were the same. Like, when people say working class person, there's this image and that's how every working class person is. Yeah. And I think that helped me grasp it a bit more, even though I knew it existed, because I'm a working class person that grew up in the city. 
always grown close to like a major city whereas with the neighborhood and community one you got lots of people that kind of working class in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere and like how even though everyone is working class it's very different their upbringings are very different yeah and also things like if people were in for example council housing and the experience of that to being on benefits to being on like if people were waiting on paychecks or gyro or yeah. whatever there was loads of different experiences um and also is that the i think we started taking um submissions as well like as kind of word spread internationally which was really interesting for us as well because uh, we only know our own experiences right so even we were learning too i think even issue one we've got one from canada oh yeah jesse yeah, yeah yeah very decent but yeah it was yeah i think and that was good knowing people from all over because i think i do know mostly northern working class people but then also like when i say <laughs> northern i mean like just the strip across from the northwest across to be fair yeah so you know we, we're trying to be uh branching out oh we're trying to represent south. here but... but yeah no i think that was good a good issue to showcase that not everybody lives like the show on like i don't know on the cockcroft estate on the bill yeah <laughs> Do you know what i mean not everybody lives like that and what is nice is one shameless actually filmed in Manchester. Yeah, near around the corner from where I used to live. <laughs> so some bits, yeah. There's a few we had a few submissions from around there as well that aren't quite exactly how it's shown on shameless. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. But yeah. But yeah, I think so in terms of what for you, like what what has been your favourite thing about Paulas? Um, I think how excited people get about it even still to this day because obviously i table a lot at the zine fairs and there's people that are like oh my friend told me about this oh this oh i've, I've heard about this i've come to get a copy issue of it like if we do a new issue people are like you've got the new one mm. and i think that's another reason why i like doing physical zines as opposed to like a blog or something online because it is something you pass on to your mate and i always say i'm more likely to read because someone can send me a link of like yeah i'll check it out and then i'm just if i don't do it there and then i probably won't do it Whereas if a zine, you know, you can sit on the bog and read it if you wanted to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> we just got a radiator in our... Well, it's basically... Yeah, it's a toilet room in itself. And it's like this whole new level of luxury that I didn't even know about. Do you know what? I was thinking about heating toilet seats the other week. Like, that would be my dream. Because my toilet seat's really cold at the minute. Science. <laughs> anyway, back to anyway, the Anyway, shout out to people who make heated toilet seats. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of no product placement. <laughs> Let's get on it. Um, yeah, so I think it is that, that people get excited about it. And then I think as issues go on, people have said, oh, I didn't want to write, but then I read something else and I really related to it. So then it made me want to write, which yeah. is good. It was all about just getting people's voices out there. So, yeah. So the next issue was, this was our most popular one, in it? Until this day, it's like the most popular one. Right? No, the number five. One. Number five, I think, was the one that we got. Oh, was it? I always thought yeah. family was the most popular one. I think maybe in terms of people <laughs> wanting to... Oh, mate, do you know why I like number five? I've just opened... I'm just. I'm reading a copy now. Which one's this one? This is fam- uh, number three, sorry. Number three. Family, yeah, family. was the theme. Um, and I think that one, because we had um, Mariam writing from Mosque to Mosh Pit. And I feel oh, like that yeah, might yeah. have been, apart from like my mates that have written for issue one and two, the first time that somebody non-white has written. That's not me, or my mate. <laughs> I think maybe. And I liked that because it's like crossing over. 
Two of my interests, class and race. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I think that's similar to like the neighbourhood and community one in that not everyone's families are the same. Yeah, and also what was cool as well is we had people talking to their family members and being really open about it and being like, and I think, I don't know, there's certain things that you don't maybe want to say in front of your family members, like you don't want to upset them, you don't want to offend them, you don't want them to think that they haven't provided for you, yeah. you don't want them to think, you know, that you're judging them in any kind of way. It's a, it's a delicate situation really when you're talking to your parents or your caregivers about how you grew up if it was maybe not a negative thing but like if there were certain things that maybe were difficult about because there's some struggles yeah and it's it was cool to see people actually just being like no this this is just the way it is you know yes you can talk separately and it's good to to be able to have that in a zine as well where people might not be comfortable yeah talking about it and have their families find it online on a blog for example um, it was cool to have that in a in a zine, and we did always offer um, anonymous um, submissions too, didn't we? So, yeah. But yeah, I think family is a really interesting one, and I think if you're going to talk about being working class, I mean, what, the first thing that people who aren't working class want to talk about is often money, which is boring as fuck for people who really are working class. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's oh, not what do you mum and dad do? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not just about money, and you can't be working class if you've just got no money. That's not how it works. No, either. that's a big. You can't... What, like, all students have no money. All students eat bloody super noodles. Yeah, innit? Super noodles, hey. <laughs> Sponsorship. Love a super noodle. Um, but, do you know, yeah, so it's not... Having no money is not the same as class. Yeah. And I think that issue probably showed that. Yeah, for sure. That it, there's a lot more to it. And, you know, I think family is... It is one of the first go-to ones for real working-class people. And I think it, for the people like us and everybody that contributes keyword legit is that it it was like a positive thing that you could really identify with and it was warm and it was like I don't know just just a really nice issue yeah and <laughs> I think cause I was, you know because but... I was thinking like it you were saying like you're talking to your parents or your caregivers and it's a bit like everybody know, everybody knows working class people have working class pride yeah, yeah but is that only in the communities of working class people so then like when you're in a, a, a space with not predominantly working class you don't feel it as much mm. and I feel like it's being able to take ownership of that and then be like proud but not be ashamed secretly did that even make any sense <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. like you're like oh yeah because I was like yeah I'm working class and I'm proud but then you're also a bit like oh I'm in this space what's the point whereas I feel like with that it was a kind of like like you said, you don't want to t- talk to your parents or your caregivers and then they, them feel like you bringing it in a negative way. Yeah. Them being like, oh, did I not provide... Even though they're proud, they're still being like, "Did was that not enough? Did I do you wrong in any sense? Yeah. Went, and sometimes, obviously, parents did, ha- like, fuck up, basically. Yeah, but, but it's not about class. It's not because they were working class. You know, it, everyone's story is different. But I think what you tend to see when people talk about or on behalf of the working classes is as if everyone's a shit parent or like you know um it, yeah it's either very just, negative or mm. very pitying yeah like feel sorry for like oh bless them the kids didn't have a yeah you know, and oh, that's it's just bullshit oh, their education's rubbish they'll not go far oh the parents were Can't never in good school they were never in they're always working oh <laughs> yeah. oh they're always in but they never cut them proper dinners oh and they oh. never mow the grass out front oh, oh. yeah <laughs> so no i think i think that was that was a really nice 
issue that. I need to use a better word than nice, but nice. It was it was wholesome. <laughs> Awesome family zine. Yeah, it was the family. One. It was a good. It was a good one. <laughs> so, what was the next one? Uh, similar. It was relationships, but obviously that's quite broad. So that could be with your family, the people that missed and wanted to write about the family, or friends, or partners, or colleagues. Yeah, there, I remember there was a few about how co-educators um, when people were in relationships with people who weren't working class. I think that was probably the main theme. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's again, it's interesting to have that kind of point of difference when you're in a relationship with someone, and if they're if they just don't get it, basically. Yeah. And how difficult that can be, you know, from things like like that boring contrived shit, like money, for example, and splitting bills and and whatever. Yeah. Right through to just um, chores, tasks, um, just like the really boring shit, like privilege stuff, you know. Even, yeah, even things, I don't think it was in that issue, I think it was in a later one where somebody's story was the whole, it's like going to university and obviously if you've gone to a university that is, is that probably aren't a university, it's predominantly middle class, <laughs> um, that sharing like a house with students and them not respecting your belongings because to you, they to them they're just things they can easily replace yeah. with money and like relationships in that sense that it's, like, you don't want to come across as being petty or ridiculous because it's just a cup. It's just a mug, but like, yeah, but yeah, it's my mug and you're not treating it with the respect that you should. And like, oh, it's just stuff. But yeah, that whole, I think that was a different issue. And then, yeah, friends as well, you know, like, so one of the first things for for me personally that I, I guess it told me that I was different from my friends at school was um, my friend's mum asked me to not come round for tea anymore because I didn't use a knife and fork. I To this day, I can't use a knife and fork properly. I have to have a fork in my right hand. It is what it is, whatever. But I also didn't say please and thank you. But I was a kid, you know, and you don't... I, yeah. It was just this thing where it sort of made me seem like... Like I was just like this street urchin that didn't know how to exist in a nice house. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, a bit like... Yeah. Uh, when Leo was on Titanic <laughs> and Kate's like, come to the posh cabin and they're like, start from the outside in. Yeah. Start from the outside in. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, I think there was a lot in that one where it was between people and when it's people who are important to you or like if it's in a relationship or you meet, say, your partner's family or whatever um, and that can often be quite a difficult thing or you learn a lot from them and it doesn't always have to be like a Ooh, working class people don't know what they're doing. It can also be like, what's these poshos doing? That, that's <laughs> what I'm a bit like. I'm like, why are you doing that? That's not what we do. Yeah, exactly. And I think I was a bit, yeah. Yeah, it's just how to navigate yourself in a place you don't normally, or people you normally mix with, like how you've not grown up with. Like yeah. saying, like meeting a parent, um, a partner's parents and being like, oh, I don't want them to think this of me. Because you don't want to reinforce stereotypes. Yeah, Even exactly. though that's rubbish, but you don't want them to be like, well, all the same, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> all the same. <laughs> all the same, that lot. Well, like, the and the other thing, like, another personal experience is work, like, with your work colleagues. So, you know, you need to kind of find your way of, like, you're being professional in the career that you're in. Like, how do you just blend into that when you've got no kind of etiquette training <laughs> you know like so in the last couple of years i've been working um this particular role and i put myself in a third person and call it nouveau ledge so 
Nouveau Ledge is like the new money version of me, not because I've got loads of money, but like I've become this, like I get to stay in fancy hotels and I do have to learn to use my business fork, ledge. Fork in my left hand and I have to learn to use a knife. But like, how do you know? Like we went to this place recently and it was a private members club in Mayfair for a PR meeting. Hey, Mayfair, that's purple on Monopoly, is that? That's why we're there, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Subconsciously drawn to it. Expensive one. <laughs> the top one in it on the monopoly board it was pretty bloody posh and so i went in and people were like very well dressed so i'm obviously on my phone like oh shit i bet this place has got a dress code and i had a look and i violated this place dress code in like five different ways <laughs> so it was like no sports gear i had a carhartt coach jacket on then, I had, then it was no t-shirt uh no t-shirts and i obviously had a t-shirt on because i don't wear it else then i had trainers on can't wear them the th- only things that i didn't have was flip-flops because no because it's not and, you're not uh, on a beach <laughs> in it and a beanie hat like they they were the the only two things that didn't have that were breaching the, the dress code but it's stuff like that you know you want to be professional and you want to make a good impression and you're representing a business and that kind of thing but like you don't want to you don't want to sell yourself out sort of yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like so yeah i think that that's a another one that's kind of come from this as well for me like how to be yourself in a space where being yourself might not be the best. Yeah, like, it's... That's why I, I think I've gone for third person, to be fair. <laughs> it's like a character. Yeah, it's like a character that I have to play. You're like Mr Bean. Yeah, but I'm still going out. And, like, before we even started recording this, when you were saying, shall I do my posh voice? But you were still saying, aunt. <laughs> yeah, my posh voice is just... I say it's like my phone voice and I'm at work. I'm like, hello! It's just me speaking slower and more clearly. But still using... It's what, I, it's what I use for, like, when I'm serving customers that English isn't their first language, so I'm not, like, doing me, uh, me Manx slang because I <laughs> have to make sure they understand. So my posh voice is just slowing it down a little bit. <laughs> Love it. That is my posh voice. Leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> this, the next issue, this was the big popular one. This is the, this is the, the, chunky, the chunky one. Education. Oh, yeah, people like to talk about that. That yeah. was a big one. Is that the thickest one out of all of them? Yeah. Yeah. It's the big one. Education. So, just a reminder, if you are still listening to this, <laughs> and you're not fed up with us yet, that you can go and get all of these issues um, on the website, which is poorlass.com, and they are all available for free to download or just to look online as PDFs. Yeah, and I recommend it because they are dead good. Not just because we started it, but because like <laughs> there's so many different voices and stories and... Yeah, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, definitely. If you work in class, then there's all the solidarity. If you're not, then you'll learn so much. But from real people, rather than just reading a textbook or learning about it in sociology, like a couple of animals in a box. Yeah, or just how they edit TV to make good... What is it, like sensationalist TV? Is that yeah. what they call it? I don't yeah. know. Shameless, basically. Yeah. That's, <laughs> the, that's the example at all times. Or Jeremy Kyle. Yeah, Benefits Britain. Yeah. Well, there's other ones. There's loads. Don't watch him. <laughs> I watch him, but... Ban them. No. I watch anything with working class people. Fair. Just to moan or love it. That's probably why the chronicles of uh, Kerry Katona are constantly <laughs> following. <laughs> All the viewing figures are me. Like, yes, yes, big up Kes. Yeah, I think the main theme in the education issue was that whole, I went to university, didn't fit in. Yeah, those how do that. I how do I navigate this place? This is like nothing. And a lot of the I always say, um, like 
there's always a lot of people like I'm the first person in my family to go to university which happens a lot because there's a few, few people are like oh well my parents went and all my siblings went and I'm like what it's not like a big thing it's like that episode of my mad fat diary where Ray gets in and they're like oh she's going to university because she's clearly the first person in her family to go to university and they're all like what and like I don't know if some, for some people that's even a thought but like why would like they just assumed everyone will go to uni don't know what my point was that was a small yeah <laughs> No, I think, like, as well, the, especially if anybody's listened to this outside of the UK, it became, um, under labour, something that just any kid could do. Yeah. Like, as long as you had the grades, it didn't matter if you couldn't afford it, there was financial support and loans available to you. So it meant that you could just go to uni. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a special thing that you had to either um, put loads of money down before you went anywhere or, like it was only certain schools that fed in or whatever. Like, everybody could go. Yeah. To an extent, obviously. Can't ever yeah, say everybody. Think, but, but, like... More it, so than how it is now. Yeah, and, you know, I think that is important if anybody is listening outside the UK. Like, how all of a sudden it became, wow, you, you can be working class. Yeah. And you can go to uni. And it's this wild experience that people often think, oh, you know, I won't be able to do that. Because... Again, with education, in your, if you're living in a certain estate, for example, your catchment area might be a school that's not really very good on paper. Yeah. You might actually not have support. You might not have great teachers. You might not, you know, depending on what your story is, education and going to school might not be your focus. That also that always boils down to money as well, I yeah. think. Like, there might be a good teacher in there, and then but then if they've got to, like, teach... 35 kids which is a lot yeah it's just yeah so i don't know what my point was there again but yeah, just that there's lots of different stories and there are a lot of really good stories in that issue to read and there's a wide kind of scope of um different experiences yeah again basically. we've got like things like saying people not fitting in university there's parents and worrying about their child's education i think it's touched upon a little bit there but i've started writing about it for the last and final print issue about that ho- that thing that people say once you've been to university you are no longer working class I yeah. haven't been to university but I have brought that up and then I'm doing two pieces because I'm greedy <laughs> <laughs> so I've asked some people but I know friends have had that said to them like oh well you're not working class anymore because you've been to university and like what what does that mean like because you said all these people that went that are our age went after like the Labour government yeah so then how does how do you say but now you've, just because you've educated yourself, no, I don't know what that sounds like. Just because you've had access to further education, you have transcended your class. I'm like, how, why? Yeah, like it's a scale. Yeah. Like I went so that, to uni. That's so, so many things wrong with that. It means that if you are further educated, then that means that you, in order to be working class, you have to be stupid. That's what that says. You're yeah. dumb. Yeah, basically. And like, so I went to uni. I did a, an absolute... Disney degree where <laughs> Mickey Mouse. I didn't did not use it at all afterwards. Um because so I did a degree in film, which basically meant I just watched films all the time, which was mint to be fair. <laughs> I lived in a house full of mice and it I got burgled and it was horrible and like whatever. But I went to uni and that was mint, you know, it felt amazing. And as much as it was a super difficult um situation a lot of the time with people and there was a lot of ignorance and a I was treated like like I was thick just because of the way I spoke. And I was like, dude, I'm from South Yorkshire. I'm at uni in South York. So like, get you over can't, it. Yeah. What are you on about? You know? But anyway, 
is this idea that all of a sudden like it just waves away your identity and now everybody's like this one strand of we've all been to university yeah, middle class i feel like university so, itself is a different class do you know what i mean like that yeah, is a yeah. class that's all like oh well i've been to university <laughs> yeah so we're all the same now yeah which obviously everybody isn't i mean yeah still um super grateful of the opportunity the age i am now meant that i could go for free i'll be paying it back for 800 years but like because i got the full bursary and everything because my yeah. dad wasn't working at the time and it was like income assessed and whatever Yeah, because that's my sister got a like a bursary yeah so yeah super thankful of it but yeah it's, it's an interesting area and i think there's a lot of people from that generation who were given that opportunity that it was a pretty kind of complex thing to to get your head around a bit because you felt a lot of guilt as well people were like yeah you know um your family's basically took the piss as well a lot of the time like yeah. oh where she is been uni now <laughs> yes oh look knows? her coming here with a fancy words <laughs> <laughs> yeah even yeah. like because my my oldest friend's little sister has just finished her ma and she's the first person in her family she's like 20 however old you would be 22 21 um yeah, she's the first person in her family to go to university. And then she did an MA straight after and they're all like, Bullsin! And now my friend's gone back at age 33 to do some education. But it's just a bit like, yeah, everyone, like she's still super grateful. Yeah. And when she first went, she was like, oh, even though she went to Liverpool, which is the northwest, not far from Manchester, she was still like, yeah, I do feel a bit like different to a lot of people. But she did it. And I'm pleased she did it. <laughs> and it shouldn't feel like... I think there is something that maybe people who aren't working class don't understand that you might feel um, like you are selling out or like yeah. it's this thing that maybe, oh, that's not for me, that's not for people like me. And I think it is, it's very complex. Because I think that the piece I've written about for the latest issue is a bit where I'm like, did I purposely not go to uni in order to stay working class? Or Because at school, I think I was most likely, everyone was like, oh, I thought you'd have just gone to uni. I was like, no, didn't, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, so then after the fifth issue, we have our two thinnest in terms of like content, which is maybe we just exhausted people. Maybe. It did seem like it was very difficult to get people to write. For those ones, it took a long time to make as well. Probably a year each, I think. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. That, I think partly because we were busy. As well. Mm. And partly. Yeah. And even though they are the thinnest, my two favourite covers, you got number six, which was Health, which is by Polly Richards. And then number seven, which was Race, with a cover by Safa Khan. Beautiful covers. I like all the covers. Maybe not the ones that I did. <laughs> I don't know. The I definite really framers. Like yeah, Total they framers. are. Like poster art. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's weird because I thought health would be... It was one that people wanted to contribute to a lot. But I think, again, it was just... Like, people just didn't have the time. Yeah, maybe. But the ones that are in there are really good, though. Like, really good, no, solid No, they are really. And pieces. I feel like everyone's very different as yeah. well. Which is, uh, like, what I like from, like, yeah, mental health, physical health, other people's health, worrying about where, what will happen Yeah, in the and future. also access as well. Like, you know, obviously, again, we're in the UK. Um, the NHS, yeah. decent. But also, lots of things about it that aren't so decent at the yeah, same time. Yeah, it's, it's like when you've got, you know, when you've got, like, 
a family member that you slag off and you're like, oh, and then somebody else is it, and you're like, well, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. the NHS is rubbish. I mean, I'm glad it's there, but oh, and then someone else goes, oh, he's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got its flaws, but if we didn't have it, I'd be dead. Yeah, basically, yeah. And like prescriptions, you know, it might be that you work 16 hours a week. It might be that you have a job or you're a volunteer. or like, There's all these different things that health is so heavily tied to money and jobs and work and access um yeah and also like being again your neighborhood and your location you maybe don't have access to a doctor's surgery that covers what you need yeah. or there's you know it is very complex and again i think that's why paul as a as a whole project and the fact that we decided to choose themes i think has worked well because they all kind of are intertwined, but have got their own complete different identity as well. Yeah, because I think if you read anything that related to working class people and health within like mainstream media, it'd be the strain on the NHS. Yeah. It'd be obesity and alcoholics. I think yeah. that'd be the only like tie-in. It wouldn't be like how, like saying accessing healthcare and all, all other things. People working in healthcare that are working class. No, it'd be none of that. It'd just be, it'd be yeah. like, how we're abusing it. And no wonder it's going yeah. down the swan. All this smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All them Iceland party platters. I was like, what'd you get from Iceland? Doing your art, no good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I don't know why it was the... I think maybe people's poor health meant that they couldn't submit as much. Could well be. Or maybe people were just bored of us by then. It's like, <laughs> fucking Paul, I should have. Stop going on with yourself. Standing on your working class soapbox. Bloody hell. <sighs> well. Yeah. yeah, and then number seven. This was the one I was most excited about. The race issue. This is our thinnest one to date. Yeah. Do you think, though, like, why do you think that is? Do you think it's because... I think when we talk about race and class together you don't see that as much you tend to see the two separate i think that's why i really wanted to do it and even though i was like there's technically not enough entries i was like but i want to do it (laughs) and then also safa did the cover i was like this is beautiful i need to do this (laughs) yeah but yeah i don't know i think it's a thing as well that people are scared to write about yeah because it was race like there's only one entry in here that is by a a person that isn't no, a person that is white. Yeah. Everybody else is non-white. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So I think people are too scared to write about race because, yeah, the fear of saying something wrong. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, because it is very separate race. And but I think a lot of the discussions about race are ones that aren't to do with because we are UK based. They aren't to do with the UK. Yeah. Even like people talking about Black Lives Matter movement, it's very American focused. Which is rightly so, but then I think people don't talk about race in terms of their community until things like Grenfell. Like, oh, this is so sad. Like, that's because it was working class and people of colour. This happens all the time, every day, on slightly smaller scales. But, yes, I think... When did we release this? Was it pre or post? I don't even know. I think it was pre-Grenfell. I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that obviously we've talked about as well how one of the main reasons that we want to do a podcast is that we can react faster to um, situations and things that are happening. So like, for example, Grenfell was 
you know, we felt quite powerless, really, didn't we? Yeah. But we wanted to kind of amplify the the voices that were sharing the kind of real shit that was going down at Grenfell. So we used Twitter a lot to, you know, try and retweet and share. Yeah, because I think um, even now I've still not said my piece about it. Like, I'm still unpicking it. Yeah. And I think it's that thing now. And again, it, that's another thing with things like on social media. It's good, but then it just becomes a hashtag. And then the next cause du jour is like, yeah. oh, what else? But like, this is still happening. It's still a thing that happens and it happens all the time. I think that's what I wanted to try and hit home is like, working class people and people of colour are seen as second class citizens and Mm. treated as such. Yeah. So, yeah. And having, I mean, social media obviously is there and then it's happening. Yeah. But it's not like permanent content. It goes down in the feed and it's gone like you say. So if we could kind of be a part of that and get more involved in like the current thing, I think it just means... It kind of felt like we could help more or do something to like elevate yeah. that kind of voice. Because and... the many reasons why we started as a zine, which I still stand by, is like it's tangible, you can pass it on, it's accessible to a, a, an extent, but then because it's a collective zine, it does take a long time for yeah. many number of reasons. So that's why something, I think that's why we moved to like podcast maybe. Yeah, I'd say so. I think that, I think probably that Grenfell was that major thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Where we just went, actually... I want to talk doing... about this now, but yeah. how do we do that? And how can we reach more people? Yeah. You know, we... The DIY scene, and maybe we don't think of it as sometimes, because a lot of our friends are a part of it and stuff, but it is kind of niche. Yeah, you know? it, it's it, yeah, it is. kind of preach to the converted sometimes. Yeah. Not always, naughty lady fest, but... <laughs> <laughs> and even, like... um, What was I going to say? things like even on the internet which is instant you are sometimes just shouting into the void yeah and also i call it like digital activism i'm not saying by doing a podcast i'm going to become some major this is the best piece of activism ever but it is more like everyone can sit at the computer and share articles but sometimes you just need to be able to like share your stories yeah, and be like, do you know what? They've given me a bit of a nudge to keep going and keep fighting, sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. So, the final print issue, <gasps> identity. Guys, please write for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the final, final one, and it's a really broad theme. Yeah, because you can write about anything, and as we keep saying, you don't have to be a writer. I'm not a professional writer. <laughs> <laughs> any means <laughs> grammar I don't even know what grammar means I don't even capitalise on the letters I'm supposed to we don't care about that we want to see you write and try and figure it out and read it in your voice because of how you've written it that's our yeah. favourite kind of submission and we call ourselves <laughs> editors but we don't edit it down we don't like we don't change what it what we all. do is like maybe change the font size so it fits on the paper yeah. we cut it out and stick it that's how we edit we it we don't edit anything you say we don't change spellings no. we don't uh, we don't do anything like that the only thing that we would do is if you wrote something inappropriate we just wouldn't publish that bit yeah I, or we wouldn't give you oh we'd say to you we're not sure about this and give yeah. you the chance to edit it yourself yeah there's not at any point where we're gonna go inverted commas, correct what you've written, because <laughs> that's just gross. So no. please do submit, because um, we wanted to bring it out by the end of this year, um, 
but we still haven't got the it doesn't feel complete yet no and it'd be a shame for the last issue not to have because every time we do one as well everyone's like oh i wanted to submit but i missed it another reason why we're doing a podcast because then you can always there's no excuse yeah yeah <laughs> and you love a chat people love a people chat. people love a chat so we'll just be ringing you <laughs> instead so yeah i'm i'm thinking of what we've got so far so people like have ideas like identity it could be it could touch on any of the previous themes from work education relationship family neighborhood and community to just like if you're having a crisis like am i working class i don't know am i what mm. is this what does this mean how it fits into lifestyle how it fits into um gender sexuality for example yeah. how just your your identity as a whole you know Your parenting yeah yeah other things all of the above <laughs> everything basically you basically you're right if you're working class just write about anything and we'll put it in <laughs> yeah that's how, that's how it goes as long as it's real and from your mouth yeah and it's that's... not fictional poetry from something you've seen on shameless so that's our only requirement yes so with that we'll probably wrap this up we've yeah. talked for a long time hope you haven't been totally bored by our voice by our beautiful beautiful regional accents yes <laughs> So for, um, yeah, basically to, we should probably tell people how to submit. Oh, to, to I, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, to, uh, for, if you want to write about identity. Yeah. So you can email us at paullastseen at gmail.com. Um, just send us your ideas. Send us a finished piece. Send us a, I don't know if I want to write this. Is this a good idea? If you want, just send us questions. Yeah. We're here. We will listen. Um, but yeah, you don't need to have written anything before, and uh, you literally just email us or tweet us maybe. Oh, imagine! Yeah, you get more characters now, guys. Write <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I love an emoji. Who doesn't? Right? <laughs> so yeah, so we've we need to try and um, get more people in for the identity issue, and then for the podcast, what is. What is to be expected for this podcast from now on? Yeah, I'd like to see like interviews with people, talking about current affairs. Oh, we you know <laughs> any themes that anybody wants us to talk about. Yeah, anybody be... they want us to talk to. Yeah, if you've got anybody you want to nominate, or if you think you have a topic you'd really like to talk to us about, um, or even know. something that you're doing, like some kind of community-based organization. Is, this, is that the right word? Or just something that you're doing to help your local community? Or... Yeah. If you want to do a shout out that, you know, yeah, we're trying to leave a bit of space for Yorkshire Tea, but <laughs> if you want to give if you want to give a shout out to your um, a community project you're doing, um, anything that's awesome and supportive of working class yeah. folks, we are more than happy to put a little segment on, talk to you about it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So that's it for um, episode one of the Paul Last Podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you very much for listening, especially if you work at Yorkshire Tea. <laughs> so, um, guys, yeah, if you can head over to paulass.com, you'll be able to get, as we've said already, all of the zines we've just mentioned for free. Um, and you can even print them off if you want. You can figure out how the pages go and all that, which, yeah. to be fair, isn't kind of a nightmare. I'd read it online. <laughs> Pass uh, it on to a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, and let us know what you thought of the podcast. Yeah, please do let us know what you think. Um, you can tweet us at, at paulasszine. You can also get us on Facebook at Paul Lassine. Um, but also please do leave us a review um, because 
we really want to know what you think and we want to make sure that we're doing something that you want to listen to as well yeah and make sure that next time it's, it's what you want it's what the people want yes what the people want <laughs> so yes thanks for listening guys and see you next time <laughs>